Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and curious minds, today I'd like to talk to you about a concept that has weathered the storms of time, a trait that is tougher than a medieval fortress and more flexible than a yoga instructor on a trampoline. Resilience. Now, before you roll your eyes and think, oh great, another motivational speech, let me assure you, I'm not here to preach. Well, <laughs> maybe just a little bit, you know, but I'll keep it light. Resilience is like the unsung hero of our lives, quietly going about his business while we, neg while we navigate the chaotic waters of existence. It's the friend who never gives up on you. The GPS that recalculates your route when life takes you on an unexpected detour. And the elastic in your favorite pants that somehow always bounce back no matter how much you indulge in the local buffet. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, what's all this resilience talk about? What it got to do with me? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. And you know what? That's fantastic. But for the rest of us mere mortals, resilience is the secret sauce that adds flavor to the boundless setbacks and challenges. In the grand story of life, we find tales of resilience scattered like breadcrumbs. And wouldn't you know it? There's a dusty old time called the Bible that's got a few stories that could make even the most stoic among us nod in approval. Remember that guy Noah? He built the ark to weather the storm of epic proportions. Talk about thinking outside the box. If he listened to the naysayers, we might all be swimming with the fishes right now. And let's not forget about a certain David fellow who faced a giant with nothing but a slingshot and a pocket full of faith. That's not just resilience, that's the audacity in action. But here's a kick. Resilience isn't just for biblical heavyweights. It's not an exclusive club of heroes and heroines. No, it's the everyday magic that turns ordinary folks into legends in their own right. So my friends, whether you're facing a Goliath-sized problem or just trying to navigate the tumultuous sea of modern life, let resilience be your compass. Think outside the box. Dance to the rhythm of setbacks and remember even the mightiest oak was once just a nut that held its ground. In conclusion, life may throw you curveballs, but with a dash of wit, a sprinkle of non-judgmental attitude, and a hearty dose of resilience, we can turn setbacks into setups for comebacks. After all, in the grand mosaic of existence, the most vibrant colors often come from the darkest moments. So thank you for indulging me in this little exploration of resilience. May your troubles be as short-lived as your favorite TV series and your resilience as enduring as your grandmother's cornbread. Cheers to bouncing back and embracing the quirks of this unpredictable adventure called life. Oh, man. That's crazy, huh? So I generated that through artificial artificial intelligence i actually use ai for that and i liked it so i just read it straight from finish start to end but in actuality i would usually take notes and i would actually just make some changes here and there because i my grandmother didn't make fruitcake she may have made cornbread 
and I don't know what a quirk is. And so, you know, AI can be good when you ask the right questions. And since we've been talking about questions this whole time, you know, I decided to give an example of a speech that I generated through artificial intelligence based on the questions that I asked it. And the question that I asked it, I said, can you write a speech about resilience with a witty yet non-judgmental tone with biblical undertones from a position of outside-of-the-box thinking? Because I wanted to see what it could say, you know? So with that being said, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. And, you know, today we're just going through and discussing the topic of questions. And when journeying to a level of authenticity, questions come up, you know, is this what I want to do? Questions come up. Am I on the right path? Questions come up. What did I think? What was I thinking starting this? But I just want to encourage you guys to not let the questions that you ask deter you, but actually try to present the questions from a higher level. For me, I'm learning to read the Bible and actually develop develop questions that I can ask myself in moments based on what I'm going through. So what do you mean? So, man, I don't feel good today. You know, and you say, oh, man, maybe I'm not as good at this or maybe I, you know, you start to question yourself sometimes, but then you got to ask, then you got to say, well, what does God say? God says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God says he has plans for me to bring me hope to a good, you know, to, to prosper me and bring me to an expected end. That means if God knows what my end looks like, he's orchestrating my life in such a way to work out his plan for my life. And that can be difficult. That can be very difficult when we're in the midst of a storm or we're in the midst of an unknown. Like for me, I walked away from my job three years ago. Really, it was a business, an LLC. I walked away from my LLC three years ago. And it's been rough since then. No lie. Inconsistent finances. Um, just trying to juggle being a husband, trying to juggle being a father, trying to juggle being an entrepreneur. You know, I have certifications as far as a commercial driver's license, but I've been down that road, <laughs> literally and figuratively. I've been down that road. So it's difficult to transition to the next stage. I don't know if you guys read the book by Robert Kiyosaki where he talks about the four levels of finance and business. Number one is you work for somebody as an employee. Number two is you work for yourself as a sole proprietor. Number three is you run a business. Number four is you're an investor. So I've worked for someone. I've actually run my own business, but what you understand and what you get into is that when you're running your own business, like he said, Oftentimes, you're just purchasing the job. What do I mean? I bought the truck. I paid for the fuel on the truck. I paid for the repairs on the truck. I paid for everything on the truck. But at the same time, 
the money that I was getting and the money that I was receiving was coming from someone else who dictated where I needed to be, when I needed to be there. There was no negotiating rates. I didn't know. I didn't direct. I didn't contact the customer directly. You know, essentially, I had purchased a job. The only difference between working at a job and what I did in the oil field is that at a job, they pay you less, but they pay for your equipment. So in the end, I'm not knocking that. If you're a sole proprietor and that works for you, that's absolutely great. I know a lot of solopreneurs who are doing well. But at the same time, for me, I took the leap. Let's talk about taking the leap. We're talking about questions today. When is the best time to take the leap from your job? And I've heard there are books on this, but I don't know if I can. Well, let's just say this. I can only speak from my experiences and I can tell you this. In my situation, I took the leap because I was forced to take the leap. Because for me, it was and it was during the pandemic. And so during the pandemic, I mean, I was having a kid and I was traveling an hour to the structure of the job had changed. The structure of the job had changed. So as to where I could go in Houston, where I currently live, and I can park my truck there and get in my truck and we had a facility that offloaded in Houston. And then once that facility offloaded in Houston, then I could come home for the night or I could park in Houston for the day, then head back down to the oil field, which was in the College Station area. So what happened was I ended up, the structure changed. So the Houston place closed down. Maybe they, they had some repairs or something, but it was getting to a point where I had to drive an hour away just to get in my truck and then drive in the truck an hour again to get to the offload site, go to a totally another direction to offload. And if I came straight home after the load after that, then it was a straight two hour drive in the truck, which you don't want to drive 120 miles in a commercial vehicle. And it's not a payload. I mean, you essentially make you you getting seven, eight miles to the gallon and you driving one hundred and twenty miles. The money that you just made is significantly getting cut into. So I continually had to choose between being at home to see my family or making money, which. You know. It was difficult. It was difficult. You know, I'm just being honest, but I'm, I'm a driven individual and I had never seen that type of money in my life. And so what I was learning was that the leverage of partnerships, you know, infrastructure, structures, customers, financing. I'm learning all of these things because that's what makes up a business. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't know how to put that money in play, then... The people who have less money, but know how to make money and they know how money operates, then they can go find the people with money and put their money to work. That's the last level, which was investor. And so what I'm doing now is trying to, well, I am transitioning and 
that's one of the reasons that I do this podcast and I create content is because I've had a lot of experiences and I'm moving forward into the next phase of life. And to be honest, I see myself in the next couple years being highly successful and running a business and eventually scaling that business and hiring people. But one of my gifts is to be able to speak. And I have to learn, is that speaking to encourage? Is that speaking to motivate? Is that speaking to teach people? And that's why I'm on this platform because the audience will naturally develop based on who needs the information. And a lot of times, as we're talking about should you jump or should you transition or do you need to transition, a lot of times people don't want to take the risk of leaving what was to discover what could be. And everybody doesn't need to leave their job. I'm not telling everybody to leave the job. I wouldn't even tell you when. All I'm going to tell you is that if you have a job that's not fulfilling and you find yourself frustrated all the time and you constantly questioning what you could do, what you could do, what you could do, you're robbing the people who worked hard, who actually are passionate about that company. Think about it. Every job that you can work, someone built that company. Whether it was a year ago or a hundred years ago, every job that you work at, someone built that company. So not only if you're at a place where you're not happy and you don't respect what someone else has built, you're like you're robbing them of the reason they built the business and you're robbing yourself of getting to your passion or getting to your sweet spot in life to where you can earn a living. And so those are the two things that happen when you don't commit to either where you're at or leave and go where you could be. And so that's essentially what it came down to for me. Everything you do in business has opportunity cost. What is opportunity cost? Opportunity cost is the cost of the opportunity that you take. So I had dealt with the opportunity that I took was starting to cost me more and more and more. More time away from home, more money, and my peace of mind, even my rest, which was all okay in the beginning. It was all okay in the beginning. But then you start to look at, you know, years go by and very seldom do you have someone come in and believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Very seldomly do you have someone come in and say, hey, this is not what you need to do in life. You're better than this. You need to go try the next opportunity. And if you're waiting on that somebody to say that, let me tell you right now. You can listen to this statement based on what you receive. Everyone's going to receive what I say different. But if you're somebody right now who has not taken a chance on yourself, meaning you haven't tried the thing that you want to do, you haven't took the risk, you haven't stepped out, you haven't even believed in yourself. You haven't if you haven't asked yourself the question, why not me? Then you need to take that chance. You need I can't tell you when to take that chance. I can't tell you how to take that chance, but I can tell you based on experience. You're talking to a person who took a chance, 
to live in an entirely different state on an entirely different coast when I was a teenager to go get an opportunity to do what I love to do and to get an education. And it so much, it paid off, but it was tough. But I took the chance. And when you take a chance on yourself and you step out of your comfort zone and you go for who you could be and what you could do and the max of it, yeah, it's tough times. Yeah, a lot of people won't understand. Yeah, there are very few people that actually make that a habit in life because you'll learn that, just like I learned, that once you take that step of faith, then you start to develop that muscle of faith. And so now taking a step and venturing out is not as hard as somebody who's done the same thing and been paralyzed by the unknown or the things that you can't control. There are always going to be things that you can't find out before you do it. And there are always going to be things that you can't control that happen during and after the time you do it. But I'm just here to tell you, why not take a chance? Why not you? If you trusted yourself in a relationship and nobody told you who to date or if you trusted yourself to go to a restaurant and that restaurant had good food or if you trust yourself every day to put on clothes and these things, you could go out and you could put some clothes on and you can go out and people could look at you crazy all day and say that that's ridiculous. You can do your hair in such a way that when you go in the room, people say they look, they don't say that they're judging you, but there's, think about it. You're risking something every day, but the difference is when you pick your clothes, when you pick your style, you know, you are used to taking that chance every day. So now it's just, it's what you do. If that's what you decide to wear, that's what you decide to wear. That's how you want to wear your hair. That's how you want to wear your hair. But understand you are taking a chance every day you go out and present yourself to the world. So those of us who have made it a habit to take chances, we just develop that muscle more. And so I just want to encourage you to ask the question of why not me? Why not now? Why not take the chance? And you might discover that there's a good reason. Why not now? Well, I have somebody that I'm responsible for that's sick. That's a good answer. You know what I mean? So that's why you ask the question. Because the answer might be good. But you might come up with 100 answers that's not good enough for you. And you can't sit with it and you just say, well, I don't know. And if you ask the question... Why not me? Why not take a chance? And you say, I don't know. Think about it. That's the same answer you're going to get if you say, what if I do it? I don't know. So why are you leaning towards the side of not taking a chance if you don't know? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. But, you know, hopefully you got something out of that because... There's a lot of illusions and I don't want to get you like I'm not trying to sell you on nothing right now. Like, you know, I'm going through tough times, but the times that I'm going through that are tough are manageable because I've invited God into my situation. And like I was having a discussion with my wife the other day and we were having a serious discussion and we were like a serious discussion. And I asked the question, because we're talking about questions, right? 
I asked the question. I said, every time I have been down and I have lost everything or I had to go down to nothing, have I not bounced back way better? She said, yeah. But I didn't need to answer it for validation. I'm asking the question like we're talking about today. I'm asking the question so that I can plant that question in her mind so that she can have that answer for herself when she starts to worry about anything concerning the volatility of living a life as an entrepreneur. And that's why I'm discussing with you guys based on what I'm actually going through, basically on actually on what I've been through. So just understand that it's a tough battle, but at the same time, it's possible. You know, it's possible. And your passions lead to choices, but your resilience leads to results. Your passion can lead to choices, but your resilience is what leads you to the results. And that's real. That was a good one. I ain't going to lie. I pat myself on the back on that. I just thought about that. But not only that, you know, looking forward to the future, this is going to be a destination where you come. where We talk honestly. We talk openly. And we lay it out on the table. You know? We lay it out on the table. So, with that being said, understand that what you want to do in life is possible. When I say what you want to do in life, let me break that down. This is who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to the people who just, out of nowhere, just popped up. And saw something that somebody else was doing and said, I want to do that because they, they're doing that. That's, that's, that's a shallow reason if it's based on envy. But if you say something and you say, well, I want to do that because I want to, I want to make people feel like he makes me feel. Like anybody heard Jelly Roll at the Grand Ole Opry in Tennessee. He was listening to Craig Morton. When he, he tells the story how he was listening to Craig Morton while he was in jail. And while he was in jail, he was listening to a song called Almost Home. And when he got out, he said that, he said that song got him through his time in jail. And when he got out, he was sitting in the audience of the Grand Ole Opry. And he was listening to Craig Morton sing that same song. And he said to himself, I want to do what he does because I want to make people feel the way he's making me feel right now. He teared up while he was on the stage. So that's different than envy. That's a transfer of passion. That's a revelation through somebody. That's God speaking to somebody through somebody's somebody else's gift. And that's why I'm encouraging you to chase your dream. That's why I'm encouraging you to discover your gift. That's why I'm encouraging you to take it from somebody like me who's had mistakes and successes. And if you aren't ready to take that risk, keep tuning in and watch me because I'm going to continue to take that risk. 
And I share my ups and downs. I, I can't share everything with you now. I mean, let's just be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I can't share everything, but I can be authentic with you. And I, and I sit here and tell you I'm not going to lie to you. But what I'm saying is when you transfer passion like that, it's only because somebody else is walking in their gift and being passionate about what they want to do. See how that works? God puts love, passion, compassion. He puts the intangibles in the world and nobody can touch them and nobody can grab them and lock them up. So he puts it in mysterious ways. That's why I say God works in mysterious ways. He puts it in things like song. He puts it in things like creativity. And those things that were basically transmuted from a gift, passion, love, skill, creativity, and they're transmuted into physical things or audible things. Once they're transmuted into that, then that's when somebody can pick up on it and they can get that same energy because you were able to put that love, passion, joy, blood, sweat, tears into what you want to work on. Now you can affect somebody in another way. And that's why I encourage people to follow their passion. You know, define what success is for you, but be passionate about it. And I understand, look, I'm just telling you who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the people who had a, have a reason to. I'm talking to the people. Let me put this like this. How can I put this? I'm talking to the people who want to live the life fully as God designed them to live it. It's simple as that. Because when you're living the life that God designs you to live, you will affect people that you don't even know you affected. Just like I spoke about in the book of Kings, when Elijah was told to go to the widow's house. At the same time God was telling Elijah to go to the widow's house, God had told the widow to, at the same time God was telling Elijah to go to the widow's house, God was telling the widow to feed Elijah. And so when they met up, God was able to show both of them how great he is because not only did he show the widow that he would make her last bit of oil and her last bit of flour never run out. For 50 days, they ate on that. And she was saying that I'm going to go to... She, was, she told Elijah because Elijah was following God. God's, Elijah was following God's instruction. And he told the widow, go make your bread, but first bring me a piece. Go make your bread, but first make me a piece of bread and bring it to me. And after that, you and your son can eat. But the widow was like, look, I was on my, this is my last piece. I was on my way to eat this. I was on my way to take this, make some bread for me and my son and then die. So at the same time, because of the passion of the widow, her love for God, the passion of 
Elijah, his love for God, they was basically like God was showing them at the same time who he was because he showed the widow that he could he could stretch what she had left. And then when her son died, he showed Elijah that he could work through him to bring the kid back to life. And so when I say I'm here to have people that want to live the full life that God wants for them, that's what I'm saying. Because when you're obedient and when you're passionate, when you love God and you obey God, then who knows what else he's orchestrating on the other side of you being obedient. And that's a note to myself as well. Who knows? So with that being said, have a great day and we'll talk to you later.